Tapes and Scouts, a podcast where two friends review every single movie they watch. It's time for another Tapes and Scouts! For the tens listening at home, and for the 31 people in Cambodia, let's get ready to... Well, let's talk about movie. Oh, let's please. I thought I was getting ready for a full micro buffer there. I mean, I could. I could even Bruce buffer, but at the same time, I don't want him to get mad at That's me. his son, right? It's his brother. His brother, okay. I think they're brothers. You know, I don't know. That's okay. Maybe there's a maybe there's a like a, a Bruce Jr. I guess I wouldn't make him his son, but still. Brunier. 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 Hey, the Brunier going to introduce me. I don't know what accent that's supposed to be. I don't know either. But you've offended at least dozens of people. Dozens. Dozens of the tens of people. That's right. And that's how I live. <laughs> straddling that crazy edge of insulting people I'll never see. That's right. Uh, but if you do want to come see me, come see me. I'm around. Apple Podcasts. Rate and review. Please. I've seen some of you going on there in reviewing. I do appreciate it. It is much appreciated because that's a pain in the ass. I like the one guy that's just like, Max is sexy. You know what? He's right. Yeah. Yeah, no. So if uh, whoever you were who who did that one, if you want to get in contact with Max, talk to him personally in person about how sexy he is, specifics about that, let me know because I have his address and I can drive you over. Yeah, that's fine. I'm going to have to put a bag over your head. I don't know if you're crazy. You got to wear a mask over your nose. That's rule one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like that's, I don't know you. I don't know you. That's my purse. Right, and you're gonna wake up in a room that has tarps down everywhere. Um, that's n- that's not for you. That's for COVID nineteen. Right. Yeah. That's what it is. That is it. Yeah. Um, but we may murder you. Anyways, uh, let's talk about movies. Yes, please. I like movies. Max likes movies. Max, would you like to go? I don't know why it's so musical today. Would you like to go first? Would you like me to go first? I would not like to go first. Well, that's good because I've got the stuff, baby. Yes, please. The stuff. From 1985. Oh my goodness, I love this film. I got that stuff. Uh, I watched it on, I don't know, but it was 2020. Okay. Sometime in December. Good, good. I literally just put question marks where I clearly know it's still December. (laughs) Uh, It's an hour 27 comedy horror sci-fi directed by Larry Cohen. The immortal Larry Cohen. And the guy just won't die. Starring Michael Moriarty, Andrea Markovici, and Garrett Morris. Maybe those are correct. They might be in it. They could be. They're definitely in it. Dish. Yeah. Um, your IMDb movie summary. A delicious, mystery, mysterious goo that oozes from the earth is marketed as the newest dessert sensation. The stuff. But the tasty treat rots more than teeth when zombie-like snackers who only want to consume more of the strange substance at any cost begin infesting the world. My God, what a summary. I love Larry Cohen movies. Yeah. There's a great documentary called King Cohen. You should check out if you're into Larry Cohen films. But man, I think my first one was Cue the Winged Serpent. Oh, I gotta. I've been planning to actually revisit that one. That's funny you bring that up. <sighs> yeah, I mean, Larry Cohen's great. Can do no wrong. No wrong at all. Manic fact. There's mm. a manic fact. I love manic facts. Cohen helped write the Maniac Cop movies. Oh my God. I love Maniac Cops. You I, know that. I know that. That I know. Yeah, I love Maniac Cops. Yeah, the Maniac Cops. Especially Maniac Cop 2. Oh my God. Electric so Boogaloo. Oh, I fucking love it. So good. Yeah. 
bullet points, a new food stuff is trying to control us. And it's doing a good job. Uh, weird FDA approvals spark rival food companies to send goons to investigate. Now I'm interested. Yes, I'm you are. It's like, hmm, what are we going to do? See, I don't know. Let's just hire the scummiest scum to go investigate. Sounds like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. A little bit, but with stuff. Hmm. Meanwhile, a young boy is trying to save his family after seeing the stuff move in his fridge. Not as interesting. Not really. Some effects are good, like a room that moves upside down to move the stuff around. That's cool, yeah. And some effects are quite awful, like piss-poor green screen moments. I mean, he was working with what he had at that point. I I was like, just go back to the room. Just stay in that room. Yeah, that is cool. (laughs) That's a very cool effect. Have you ever been in a a room that does that, that moves? No, I've never been in a room. I don't remember where I was. Some theme park. They did that. They had a a house that turned upside down. Do you know? Just yell it. Was it Six Flags? Oh, man, I feel like... Six Flags. Was it just Great Adventure then when you went? Oh, man. It was so many moons ago. There was only four flags, but I'm pretty sure... It might have been. Was it pre the old man dancer? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. The guy that looked like Larry Bud Melman if he kind of, like, lost some weight. Yep, yep, yep. That guy? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm sure that guy's dead. I'm sure Larry Bud Melman's dead. Oh. 1-800. Ooh. Were they all eating the stuff? They were eating the stuff. Mm -hmm. Apparently, the stuff was made by... Fish byproducts that had the actors groaning. Smell was awful. I believe it. Uh, It's weird, but okay, is how I feel about this movie. It's alarmingly iconic in the cult scene. But I think, again, Larry Cohen thinks the reason. So, uh, you know, I know you're going to love this movie more than me, but I I enjoyed it. It was a weird flow. You had a bunch of characters get introduced, and you're kind of, they all kind of come back together, which I liked. Yeah. You had the guy from the ice cream company who's just like, I'm out here. I'm crazy. I'm going to yeah. go figure it out, too. And I'm like, oh, man, I don't know. The ar- there's, there's like radical army groups that they go and find. It's, it's a lot of moving parts. Definitely. But I do like how creative this mind control stuff kind of thing is. Yeah. But ultimately... What is it? I don't know. IMDb score, 5.9 out of 10. Surprisingly high. It is. Rotten Tomatoes critics. You ready to get your mind blown? Yes, please. 13 critics, 69%. The second best rating possible. It's right. Uh, Your audience, 6,907 people. Specific numbers. Yes, please. 45%. Mm -hmm. And I'm in line with them because I gave it a 4.5. It's fair. I like the movie. I see the appeal of the movie, but it just misses a bunch, and it's just hard for me to give it a higher score than that. This one does have a mother-in-law score. Mm. I watched this with my mother-in-law. That's awesome. And the mother-in-law score is a two. Whoa! And her exact quote is, this movie put me to sleep. And it did, because she was snoring. Tough to watch a movie with somebody snoring next to you. I, I mean, we did it. We did it. It was tough. She didn't have the stuff. Sorry. I got to say, it is a movie, in my opinion, that does not... The poster score, way higher than the film score. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Love the poster for this film. Yep. So good. God, movie posters. I, I, I don't know what I would have done to make this movie a higher score. Like, I, I maybe cut a little bit out of it and... and He's good on the concise. Right. Like, he hit all these goals. He's good on the big. Like, it feels bigger than it should given his budgets a lot of the times. But right. it's just always kind of like, there's always something that goes amiss with it. Where it's just kind of like, what the hell was he on when he was thinking about this? <laughs> he was on the stuff. Yeah, clearly. But, yeah, Cohen's great. He is really good. If you're into that, like, I could see people who are like, I rate this an eight. And it's like, cool. Totally what, down. What would you give it? Like a six? <sighs> I give it over a five for sure, but it's been a long time since I've seen this stuff. Fair. So probably five, five or a six, I think is fair. Yeah. All right. More more good than bad for me. Okay. But poster scores like an eight. 
Yeah. That poster kills. 10 out of 10. It's Fight so me. good. Fight me. Great poster for that one. Fight me. 2005. I remember that. Yeah. Just Friends. Oh. No, I mean, that's the movie I watched. Oh, good. I didn't want to take back all that uh, yeah, no. weird sexual stuff I bought. No, absolutely you know, The not. chains, the whips, the collar, no, spiked there's, collar. There's, there's a lot of collars. Ex- certain expectations when yeah. you come over. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a lot of them. I watched this in the July, 2020. Ooh, the July. One hour and 36 minutes. So close, so close. It is a rom-com mm. directed by Roger Kimball, oh. not Detective John Kimball, you idiot. Mm. Starring the Ryan Reynolds, the Amy Smart, and the Anna Ferris. Okay. The summary. While visiting his hometown for Christmas, a man comes face-to-face with his old high school crush, whom he was best friends with, a woman whose rejection of him turned him into a ferocious womanizer. Is this the start of our Christmas in July? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, we got much more Christmas to go, and there's yes. going to be some spacing going on. But we didn't know this was a Christmas movie when we watched it, if I recall correctly. That's fair, though. Um, we wanted to see it because I guess there was Ryan Reynolds in a fat suit. I don't know what drew you to it. But this was this was a Sam pick. But yeah, I'll put it out there. Sam, um, she doesn't body shame anybody, but she loves a fat suit. She loves a fat suit. Yeah, she's all about it. She is. She has several. She yeah. makes me wear them at times. With the spiked really? collar? Or is that my thing? That's your thing. I appreciate hers that. Is like, Sam, thank you. It's it's not like yours isn't bad. Like there's a lot of blood when we're done. Right. Sam's is a lot of effort. Like there's a lot of sweat. Like I'm putting on, you know, 40, 50 pounds right. to get this job done. And it's Is that how you lost all that weight? That I didn't want to tell you that. Sure. But that is it. Yeah. Between that it. and the knife puppy taking all your blood. A lot of blood between you and the puppy, out of sweat with Sam. It's just I got nothing left to give. I'm skin and bones over here. You're a beautiful uh, cadaver. I appreciate it. You got it. So my thoughts on this movie, the premise is pretty smart. So Ryan Reynolds plays this uh, music executive who's taking Anna Faris, who's a pop star, to a particular, um, it's either a show or something like that, and the flight ends up having to lay over in his hometown. Okay. So it's in New Jersey, and he has to go there, and she's kind of like hanging out, and he runs into his old high school crush. He was a big fat guy. Now he's in shape, and he gets all these ladies, and he still can't kind of compose himself in front of her because of who she was and what she meant to him. Nice. And so it's it's got pretty good. I mean, Ryan Reynolds is great. We all love Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. But overall, outside of him... I don't know if there was that much going on that really interested me. Like, Anna Ferris was okay, but this isn't like her. We're going to bring her on as super attractive and obnoxious Anna Ferris. Mm. Like, the post-scary movie Anna Ferris. Like, there was it the the Play Bunny or whatever, where she plays a Playboy pay, playmate in a sorority. I remember that movie. I don't remember if that was the name. Whatever yeah. the hell it was. Yeah, 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 Like, this is the era of Anna Ferris we're living in. Like, pre-mom. And it's just like... Overall, like, there's not really enough going on here to kind of hide a lot of the cliches with the rom-com. It's like, it's all right. And there's, like, some awkward laughs, but it's that Ben Stiller awkward we talked about sure. a few episodes ago. Balls got caught in the zipper. Like, ooh. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh. Like, I just, I mean, it didn't laugh as much as make me cringe most of the time. But there were some parts that were genuinely all right. And I could see somebody liking it more than I did. But I'm really hard on these kind of, like, easy-to-watch rom-coms. I would love to find a rom-com that I really enjoy that isn't just because it has some actor. Like I did the one that had Simon Pegg in it. And right. It had like a little bit of more of an edge, a little more, you know, dick and fart jokes in it. And mm-hmm. I want to find that one that just really speaks to me. People, uh, let me know. Yeah. What's up? Let me know. Suggest the best rom-com. What is the rom-com to see? Yeah. The rom-com. I want to find one that's like not quite raunchy, but like good. Just does the classic 
We want checking I'm, off all the boxes. Yeah, I want to know. I want to know. I feel like the closest that we would get would maybe be like a John Hughes movie or something like that. But that, didn't, that's fine. But if it's not, I want to know what it is. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Let us know. That's mad underscore dog underscore Tim. I love that you know that. You don't even have a Twitter. It's so good. <laughs> I don't even know what the hell Twitter is, but I know yours. I know where your Twitter's is. That's right. Uh, my uh, So scores. My score I get to at the end. IMDb go. comes first. Sure. 6.2 out of 10. Not bad. Not no, bad. that's good. Rotten Tomatoes critics. 109 critics. 42%. Interesting. Not horrendous. No, but interesting. The difference. audience, however, had... Completely different opinions on this film, which oh. I feel like other people may. Oh, yeah. Get it up there. 250,000 plus Whoa. audience members gave this 71%. Mm. They love their Ryan Reynolds. Does he show his abs in this movie? Uh, Maybe. Not. I think there's a point where it's like, oh, here I am with that shirt on. Because I see Ryan Reynolds' now. abs, and I'm like, well, yeah, of course. Absolutely. Add 10 more percent of this movie. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> My score uh, coming in a little bit higher than the critics on IMDb, but nowhere near anybody else. 4.5. Okay. More misses than hits, but enough there. And again, I think if you were a little bit less harsh on rom-coms than I am, you'd enjoy it more. Right. So probably like a 5.5 five for the people. 5.5 five like or a 6, something yeah. like that. Show of hands, Sam. Where do you, where'd you put it? Do you remember? That's not a show of hands. Show of yeah, hands, use please. your hand. Don't you follow directions? 6.5. Six, six Perfect. Five. There Perfect. It Perfect. Right, there good. it goes. Nice. See? <laughs> it's time for a commercial. No, I just feel like I should acknowledge the thing. You know what? I really appreciate your commercial. Thanks, bud. It's a good commercial. I knew I could do it. I, you know what? You succeeded. <laughs> it was due. More hits than misses. I'm going to give it a 5.16 out Ooh, of 10. God, that's that makes me very, uh, what's the word? Aroused. Let's talk about another movie. Uh, this movie, uh, I watched it because Ryan Young tweeted about it. Hmm. Talking about the Twitters here. Shout out uh, to Ryan Young. Yeah, he was just like, hey, remember this movie? I dig it. And I go, I do remember that movie. And I haven't seen it in a while. It's ripe to be on Tapes and Scouts. So thank you, Ryan Young. Woo! Uh, that movie is 1989's Blind Fury. Mm. Yeah, baby. The Rutger Hauer, baby. Rutger Hauer. Yes. Watch it on December 13th, 2020. It's an hour 26. It's right in there. Yeah, yeah. Action, comedy, crime. Damn it, this movie is awesome. It's a pretty good movie. Yeah. Directed by Philip Noyce. Noice. I think that's how it's pronounced. It's <laughs> N-O-Y-C-E. So it's like Joyce, but with an N. So Noice. Noice, Philip. Noice. Noice. Starring the Rucker Hauer. Oh Terry O'Quinn. Brandon Call. I forgot Terry O'Quinn's in this movie. Yep. Shit. And Meg Foster, who would play Evil Lynn. And also in They Live. Boom, 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 boom. Boom. All the they, all the they lives. Meg Foster, great eyes. Oh, man, great eyes. Yes, you good eyes on Meg Foster. She's known for her eyes. I, she's, she's known by me. Does she still have good eyes? Uh, I saw her at a con. She had good eyes? Look good. Good eyes. Can I take a picture with your eyes? I think you should ask her that. And just take a like a panoramic view of eyes? You just... Grab I mean, Tony Todd's nipples, so I mean, I think you I can did basically do, that. do anything. I did do that. He put me in a headlock. I'm sorry. I was drunk <laughs> and dared to. <laughs> and Tony Todd, I'm sorry. He's not short either. Like, and you're no. not short. So I'm not short, but... He makes you look short. He does. He's, He's a big dude. He was just like, what are you doing? I go, oh, it's just a, it's a nipple tweak. And he put me in a headlock. Nice. And security came over. He goes, nah, it's fine. He's the he, best. He's just selling my headlock. He's awesome. He is. This movie, though, IMDb summary, a blind Vietnam vet trained as a sword fighter comes to America and helps to rescue the son of a fellow soldier. It's pretty accurate. Pretty bizarre. 
Yeah, it's a weird concept, but they make it all make sense. Yes, they, they do. They explain every little bit of it. Mm-hmm. Again, Ryan Young, thank you for tweeting about this movie and remi- reminding me that it exists. I love Rucker Hauer. Mm. Uh, Rucker Hauer can sometimes be a dick to the little boy he's helping, which is really funny. Yes. He's just such, he's like putting him in scenarios where it's like he hurts himself. He's like, ah, you dumb kid. Yep, pretty much. Uh, so many guns. <laughs> like a lot. a lot. There's just so many guns. This movie's great. Howard is very impressive acting as a blind man. Uh, also, man ninja skills. Yep. Uh, he He's convincingly a blind man in this. Convincingly. We need to get my kid back from the one character, and then he just stuffs a trench coat full of Molotov cocktails. <laughs> I'm like, why didn't you pick up a gun? That's- There's... All these guns on the ground. So, so good. many guns. Guns in the trees, in the air, everywhere. He's like, oh, I'm going to make some Molotov cocktails. Throw it at him. So good. This movie, so he's he's in Vietnam with this man, and he ends up pretty much going blind because of uh, some gunfire and whatnot. And he more or less took the took that for this man. He doesn't realize it maybe at the time. Right. He saved his life. He took that that hit for him and he ended up blind. He is found by the locals. They train him to to his instincts and whatnot so he can basically fight and just take care of himself. Yep. And he's like, "All right, well, I'm I'm good. I'm going to head back to America now after so many years." And he tries to hunt down the only person he really knows, which is the man he saved, and he can't really hunt him down. Meanwhile, that guy's having his own problems, made some bad decisions, and he's paying for them, and he ends up mentoring his son while trying to find him. Yeah. It's very it's it's an 80s plot with a 90s gunfire budget. Absolutely. <laughs> so, it it has moments that are meh, but overall it's just really good. It's such a crazy film. Like at least three or four times in the middle of this movie you're going to go, "What the hell am I watching?" in yeah. like a great way. The the main goon guy with like the big mustache and just like the sawed off shot. I love him. Perfect. So good. I was Perfect. like, oh, this guy, this is if I was a person in a movie, I'd be this guy. Oh man. I would definitely get killed at the end. <laughs> uh, <laughs> IMDB score. Six point four out of ten. Rotten Tomato Critical Score, thirteen critics, fifty-four percent. A little low critics. A little low. Nine thousand six hundred and one persons on the Rotten Tomato audience gave it a fifty-one percent. Low low audience. I'm above everybody. I give it a six point five. Damn, I love it. It's got a wife score. Oh she's above me. Awesome. Waiting to say that one. <laughs> if only it was true. Seven point <laughs> Pretty good. All the fury. All the blind fury. I love it. I love you. That's good, because this movie, that movie is great. Yes. It is great. Yes. How about 2019? I remember it. It just happened not That's long right. ago. Yesterday. Yesterday. It uh, wasn't exactly yesterday, but it's pretty close. This is the Beatles movie. This is the Beatles movie. Okay. I watched it in the July 2020. One hour and 57 minutes. It is a musical drama directed by the fucking fantastic Danny Boyle. I didn't even know he directed this movie till the end. I was like, holy shit, Danny Boyle directed this movie? That's cool. <laughs> fucking awesome. Uh, starring Himesh Patel, Lily James, Kate McKinnon. Bunch of people are in this movie. Mm-hmm. It is a movie about a struggling musician who realizes he's the only person on Earth who can remember the Beatles after waking up in an alternate timeline where they never actually exist. So good. Such an odd idea for a film. Yes. Like, what a bizarre idea. It's so cool. It's very carefully handled. Uh, Patel's great. The whole thing's really endearing. But there's something about this film that doesn't quite connect with me as much as I feel like it should. Okay. I don't know if it's just something. I'm not a musician, so it doesn't quite hit home as hard. There's something that's not 
quite there that I feel like should, like I felt like the movie was great. It was heartwarming. It was endearing. It was lovely. Everything lined up. It was just like it just didn't quite connect with me the way I felt like it should. Like especially to compel a filmmaker like Boyle to get on the project. Does it not have like a big enough payoff? No, I, I think everything's pretty good. It's fun to watch. It's lovely. You watch the point of the Beatles all is so that a person can discover himself within the music and really investigate it. And you can kind of, it's a loving send up to the Beatles, digging into all the lyrics and the meaning of the films. It's really good. And I just don't know why the hell it didn't quite connect with me right. Hmm, so it's a good one for all of you out there in the Twitterverse to hit us up and let us know what you thought about it. If it worked, if it didn't work, I really want to know what the hell is wrong with me here. <laughs> because I literally wrote, I was like, maybe it's more enjoyable if you're a musician. Like, I don't know what missed for it with me, but I feel like this movie should be an easy seven and a half, eight. But it's coming in under that. IMDb gives it a 6.8 out of 10. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes critics, 356 critics, 63%. The audience at 10,000 plus give it 89%. Okay. Which is where I feel like I should be in that seven and a half, eight realm. On this one, I gave it a six. Interesting. I think it does way more good than it does bad. I think it's an awesome movie and everybody should check it out. I just don't know why the hell it didn't connect with me as deeply as I felt like it wanted to. So if you had to rate the Beatles themselves on a scale from one to ten, where would you put them? Uh, my favorite band of all time probably is the Monkees. Oh, sure. So I have a standoffish relationship with the Beatles uh, just by proxy of loving the Monkees so much. Maybe that's but, part of it. I mean, you can't define like modern music without mentioning the Beatles. They're a stepping stone to modern music. A lot of music goes back to the, the talent to, of these men is unfucking fathomable all the way to Ringo Starr, Mr. Conductor himself. Sure. Like, right. If it wasn't stolen from the Beatles, they stole it from jazz. Good Lord. <laughs> these guys were prolific as fuck. Like, I don't know how these dudes were so fucking prolific, but they were. They were. It was right time, right place, and they took the correct advantage just of it. unbelievable amounts of talent across the board and watching the evolution of the band. Like, you just don't have a band like the Beatles. Right. You just don't. Right. So, 100% respect factor, perfect score. You don't get better than the Beatles. Like, when I say, I look at something and I just, you ignore the Beatles because they always are the best. You can't, you're not going to outdo the Beatles. Right. Respect score 10, Max's personal score probably closer to like an 8. Okay. Maybe eight and a half. They're pretty awesome. They're pretty good, yeah. Yeah. Those Beetle guys. Goddamn Beetleborgs. I love my Beetleborgs, Samurai's Beetleborgs. 